Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, this is Mikey. Uh, before the show, I just wanted to kind of give a little table of content around what's going to come up on today's episode. So uh, we recently, we had a really awesome transfer, Rindog, that we're going to talk about. And we're also going to discuss um, Rinny's new pottery adventures and all the phallic things that come up during pottery class, evidently. Uh, and also, really importantly, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about uh, Texas SB8 and how that shit needs to go. And we need to stand up about it. Ready to do the show? I'm ready. Born ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Mikey and Rin Stay In. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. What are we doing? Well, I am currently on bed rest. What? Resting in my be- couch. Resting on your laurels. I'm on couch rest. Ooh, couch rest. Yeah. I know, you did kind of blow it. We didn't get a um, like a, a hospital bed or anything <laughs> like that for for you to have in the house so we could just lay you up. <laughs> yeah, we had a transfer day. Whoop, whoop. IVF transfer day yesterday, you guys, and a little baby lady that looks kind of like a amoeba. Yeah, is she an amoeba? Sure. I don't really know what an amoeba is. <laughs> no, she's not an amoeba. Oh, okay, she's an embryo, mm-hmm. and she went into Corinne's baby parts, lady baby parts. <laughs> all kinds of technical medical terms getting thrown around here i know this is one of the reasons that we're sponsored by the harvard medical school (laughs) is that they and a lot of the time they've actually recruited you for part of their reproductive endocrinology program well what they've done is they've just replaced their entire endo oops reproductive endocrinology program with just this podcast (laughs) you don't have to even go to school anymore you just listen to this once if you're caught up on the shows you guys Call or email Harvard. They'll send you send a degree. Send them your resume. Yeah. No, a degree. They just send you a, a doctor degree. <laughs> oh, nice. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Doctorate. <laughs> yeah. So I think we talked about this with the first transfer, but the coolest part for me of the whole thing, mm. besides getting some Valium, Oof. is Jelly. they wheel you into the OR, of which Mikey got to join me this time. Yeah, I, I'd normally been, well, I was, last time transfer, I was in the building, but I was in the, like, um, little hospital room, and then for everything else, I was sitting outside in the parking lot, like a <laughs> dickhead, but yesterday, I was in the room. Yeah, so got to literally see the transfer happening, which is when you're wheeled in, to my right, there's a small television screen that's up pretty high, and... On that television screen is your little embryo. It's yeah. so rad. It's and then wild. the embryologist, um, like a little ice cream shopkeep, is behind. <laughs> You're <laughs> right like, about that. Behind this little window that she had opened and is leaning out and checks, I don't know, three or four times what your name is, yep. what your date of birth is. Yep making sure that shh, doctor is inserting correct embryo into I just, you. Whenever that happens in that many, like, you know, where they, you know, you hear all these stories from hospitals where they're like in the amputation area of the hospital and they have to like 
wrap ribbons and paint like the person's leg that like <laughs> this is the leg you're supposed to remove right. don't remove the other leg right i'm just like what oh my god what has happened in ivf situations where they've put the wrong baby into the wrong body well and the first thing she said was your embryo thawed beautifully yeah oh i know well god you know what was, imagine how she was frozen yeah well oh this is where god. the ice cream window comes in she's like <laughs> Hey, I just thought out your baby. <laughs> it was really funny because like everybody else is like, you know, z- like zooted and booted or whatever they say. Um, they're like, you know, doctor dude is in his thing. Um, surgery head of surgery person is in their thing. And they're like standing next to us, like looking very doctorly. And then the, that person is like behind the window and she's like, hey, my name's Katie. I'm, you know, and she's an embryologist, right? Yes. It's, she goes, hi, I'm Katie, and I'll be your embryologist. And it did feel like I was, like, at Salt and Straw Ice Cream, and I was like, well, I'll have a salted caramel and a waffle cone. <laughs> yeah. But she was so casual. And then, well, then, you know, we're two minutes out from Rennie's transfer, transfer, and we, you know, have talked to the doctor previously about, yes, we're going to implant the female embryo and all this stuff. And we're, like, sitting there. Rennie's holding my hand. I think Rennie was crying a little bit. And the endocrinologist. I was? I didn't cry at all yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. Stone hard over here. But she goes, the woman goes, um, the embryologist goes, would you like me to confirm the sex now? And I was like, oh oh no, wait. Wait. And I, we were like, yeah. And she was like, oh, it's a, it's a female. And we're like, great. Fuck. Are we serious? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Don't leave those kind of shits up to the last minute. Well, I mean, and you know. It would have been not what we chose had it been the male embryo, but it would right. be fine. Well, and I just find it such a... I think I was a little more lucid this time around because oh, the yeah. you have your bladder has to be super full going into the procedure, which is already, you know, sort of mildly uncomfortable. Sure. And then your bladder is about to explode. But so that they can see things better when they're doing the ultrasound. And my bladder just wasn't full enough. So she gave me the Valium, checked my bladder, wasn't quite full enough. I had to drink more liquids and wait for a bit. And in mm. that time, I was like fucking Rip Van Winkle. I feel like I fell asleep <laughs> for like 30 hours. Dude, you but... fell asleep for a while. And like Rindog does not snore. And Rindog was <laughs> proper snoring. It was but fucking I, great. But I think I, because I had taken the nap, I was much more lucid in the OR mm, than yeah. I was the last time. So I feel like I got to take it in so much more. And it's just, I found it so magnificently beautiful the way that, you know, I am fucking spread eagle. Totally. And the, you know, <laughs> doctor is you know like face at my vagina and the but the embryologist comes in so so doctor puts the catheter in and then embryologist comes in like she's carrying a precious gem on a silk pillow or something with the you know the the little tube right that the embryo is in well and it was it's magnificent. It's wild. And it's a little bit like I kept thinking of the the weird horse blue people hair from Avatar. <laughs> the tree where they fuck the tree or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or they I don't know what they do. But the so the it's a syringe and then on the off the end of it, it's this dangly, very thin tube. It's like, you know, three uh strands of hair, but it's wet, and inside of that 
is the embryo. Yes. And so she hands it to him. It's dangling like an overcooked noodle. <laughs> and then she and then he like kind of dangled fucks it into the the tube that's into you. And and then and then puts it all in and then he's like done with it and he goes and then hands it back to her and he goes, "Okay, we're done." Now, um, embryologist Kate is going to go back and make sure that it's empty or like make sure that it's that we got everything out of it. And then she comes. Oh, he said that? Yeah. And I was like, bro. Oh, I didn't. I love you. Our doctor's the shit. But I was like, I really hope that that you just knew that you were done, like that it was all out. (laughs) And then she comes back by the ice cream window and goes like this and gives this like flashy thumbs up face. And she goes, how did it not be all of it? out of there i don't it's fucking one. know okay. in the tube in the dangly fuck tube i think there was like could be something hanging out well then you're the embryos destroyed right unclear not oh a God. doctor as we all know <laughs> but yeah but it was like but she like gave a thumbs up and was like oh good and it was like very funny god it's so it's all just i don't know it's it's, it's fucking wild such an incredible process and it's like i just can't even imagine the level of like we're chill people the two of us like we're joking and we're like you know Rooney's crying but like at the end of the day I could fart on the plastic chair that I'm in and she would be laughing and like I can't even <laughs> imagine laugh. the you are you're easy um, I can't even imagine the level of unbelievable stress a lot of people are in sure. in this situation and there's just I have notes yeah I have a couple notes what are your notes in general well ice cream window stuff could just feel a little more it just i don't know if there's a lot of they were extremely professional where we are it's one of the best places in the world for ivf i just think it more i think it folds into my disbelief at um adulting like my disbelief in how many people in the world that are like i used to be like oh my gosh like all these people are like infallible mm. professionals at everything they do. Nope. They're all just humans. Yeah. You know. We're all just humans like fumbling around. Yeah. Doing our best. Some of us fumble around and make $10,000 a year. Yep. Some of us fumble around and make $20 million a year. Totally. At the end of the day, we all poop out of our butts. We do. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, some people poop into a catheter or a, it, what's that a bag? bag called? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cost me bag. Um, but yeah, most people poop out of their butts. And I don't know. There was just some moments that I was that I was like, that could have been a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate that they're double checking that everything's out of the syringe. Kind of should be a fail safe thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I must have um, intentionally or subconsciously blocked that out. <laughs> like maybe the airsoft company that makes those CO2 BB guns should make the IVF syringes <laughs> and just blast that fucker with CO2 so it's just boop. I mean, it's it's clear. Like everything's yeah. out. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah. It was, um, I must say, I had the extreme nervous tummies. Dude, Yesterday. that's another thing that Rindog doesn't ever have. She doesn't snore. And Rindog very infrequently has the has the D. Yeah. When I get anxious, it all goes to my chest. Totally. But it dropped right into my belly during my pottery class. <laughs> and hopefully were you potting were you making a toilet? I mean, I wish I was, because we are in this <laughs> tiny little basement studio. There's six people in the room. It's 
literally you could hear a pin drop. I have the most introverted, (laughs) lovely, lovely human of a teacher. Mm. But there's there's not a sound. Oh, boy. Except the pottery wheels whirring, which is like, (laughs) you know, it's so quiet. And the bathroom, of course... Is like basically in, the of the room. <laughs> in in my neighbor's lap. You know what I mean? It's like I might as well have been pooping in my teacher's lap. And so, um, yeah, I had to make several. And everybody knows you're getting up and going to the bathroom because yeah. there's nowhere else to go. Right. Well, ha- there are vessels. Has there ever been, that's the most meta situation ever. Has there ever been a potter who didn't have a place, just who didn't have a pot to piss in or shit in and made made themselves a pot or pooped in the pot that they were currently making? <laughs> They're like, oh no. And they like just. That would be really messy, it. especially once it's still on the wheel. No, I know. Because still... then you've got to take it off the wheel and it's really wet still. And then you've got poop maybe, in it. But maybe it's like they've just put, fired them. And oh, they're okay. Just like, At that point. not hot. Yeah. But like they're like, oh my God, I don't have anywhere else to go. And they just like, oh, I have a pot right here. And they poop in it. Or maybe once it's dried to my favorite, my new favorite phrase, cheese hard. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I can't tell you how many times this week I've been cheese hard. <laughs> Every time I go to the cheese section of any grocery store, cheese hard. <laughs> Isn't it so good? I can't believe I haven't told you that cheese yet. Cheese hard? Yeah. So it's supposed to feel like which cheese hard? Which hardness? Well, I don't know. Like, like, a, like a hard cheese? Parmesan? Sure. I mean, some cheese are harder than others. Others, let's talk about. I mean, mozzarella cheese, ooh, pretty flaccid. And I get harder for certain cheeses over oh, others, right? No doubt. I might, on some level, it's kind of the hard. Well, I was gonna say the harder the cheese, the harder I am. But I mean, burrata, softest ooh, cheese out there. God, yeah. I'm erect fully. Yeah, I. He said that, and I was the only one in the class that had, that put my head down. I was like. God, there's more than one pervert in the room right now. Yeah, come on. Come on. Well, that's just like, that is not appropriate. No. To say that and not like no. leave room for some guffaws. Well, and again, I have a, you know, really deep introvert of a of an instructor. He's an amazing potter. It's so amazing to watch him do things. Yeah. With his hands and clay. I mean, um, but yeah, sorry. But yeah, he just, he said it, you know, very much. Well, he was, he was teaching. So it was a. You know, he was like direct about it because he wanted to tell us about the different. He had examples of the different hardnesses of the clay. (laughs) (laughs) What what shape of what what length of phallus were they in? Examples. Grip this one. (laughs) And then he keeps saying it because it's you know. uh, Yesterday we were working on um, uh, handles for mugs. Yeah. And you know he just said, and you don't you know you don't quite want it to be cheese hard and this is cheese hard and cheese hard and <laughs> oh my just... god but it's one of those things where it's a part of, like that's just a phrase that is in his life like, oh just, yeah. yeah and it's totally. like if you're dealing with that word every day it's like oh you don't even at some point realize like oh no this is funny no this is I'm... well the juxtaposition of him talking about cheese hard and there was nothing cheese hard about the stools that i had that day oh i good. found really <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so hilarious that is great it was um yeah the i just think that there's when you're in a place where i've watched people pot on television before throw pottery there's a lot of moments where it looks like a dick 
mm-hmm. or boobs or farts or poop. Mm-hmm. We need to leave room for joking about that stuff and oh, yeah. not think that it makes us less of adults. When oh, yeah. I when I was in culinary school, we had a day. I don't think I've talked about this on the show before. We had a day where we were doing sausage making. So sausage making is the act of shoving meat into a thing that looks like a condom, <laughs> which is funny. So And sausages look like dicks. It's all funny. So the machine that you use, the company that makes the sausage stuffing machines, like the most famous company, is called the, is the Dick Corporation. <laughs> literally and there was various sizes That's of the amazing. of the machines that we were going to use and we were using the big dick that day <laughs> and then when you take the meat that's going to go into the condom looking thing you shove it down into this you know like this tube and it farts as you're pushing it down <gasps> and amazing. then comes out the bottom into the condom looking thing and you have to make this kind of jerking off motion to like get it into links <laughs> and it was just and our the chef that day was like, you guys, I fucking get it. This is a lot. Like, this is all the things. Just get all the jokes out now, and then we can move ahead. And I think there was a 20-minute period where we all just, it was like, jerk off. That's what she said. Jerk off. Condom meat. And then we kind of got over it. Yeah. And we moved ahead. But it's it's good. It takes the edge off. So the other thing that we learned yesterday yeah. is, so, you know, we learned how to make handles. <laughs> yeah. He taught us the traditional way to make them. Okay. Which is literally, you take clay, you roll it into a, he oh. called it a carrot shape. Okay. We see, we've seen this on our British show. Have we? Yeah. And then you hold the carrot shape over a wet bucket you you lube up your hands with water yes and you pull on said clay yep and he the only thing he said was people have told me that it's like milking a cow you know i grew up in the suburbs so i don't know what milking a cow is like come on bro is that all it's like as you're lubing up your hand and jerking this thing off well, this was we watched this English potting show, I which is like the that. sweetest, quietest potting show, and they're just like all these English people that are so frank and earnest about things. And there was a woman on it that looked like every person's aunt, and she was like, "Oh, it's it's like masturbating a phallus or something." I mean, she like oh, she owned it that. completely. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like you're jerking off, and uh, yeah, something from you are milking. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of milkiness to it. Yeah, it's a lot. That's oh, exactly what I was referring to when I said like the potting that the potting world is full of little perverted moments. Totally. Own it, dude. Yeah, totally. Totally. Whatever. Yeah, so nervous tummy, loose stools, jerking off my clay. Yeah. That was all that was all pre pre transfer. This cheese hard. Like cheese hard. It was just this. the perfect setup really to walk into the clinic and then proceed to cry as soon Fuck as I got yeah. in the room. Um, but yes, everything went yeah. as successfully as it could. Yes. And, um, yeah, we've got fingers crossed for stickiness. Sticky yeah. baby. And a week from this Friday, we'll find out if you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Which is great. Yeah. We should, um, I'm hungry as 
fuck. I know. So, so one other have, thing. Yeah, some things we want to talk about before we out. Yeah, one other thing that we really wanted to address on this show because it's something that is enormously important to us and something that um, we really hope is important to all of our listeners. Um, and that is the newest um, really big hammer on reproductive rights um and that's the texas abortion bill sb8 yeah sb8 otherwise known as the heartbeat bill Uh uh-huh and so for those of you that don't know um this bill is effectively banning all abortions six weeks onward Mm -hmm. and um this is the most archaic um it's incredibly baneful. It's a solid word. It's a um, it's a real affront to choice and reproductive freedom in yeah. this country for everybody, and it definitely disproportionately affects people that are low income people that aren't able to drive far distances to access medical services, because let's be clear, abortion is a medical service. It's a necessary medical service. And um, so... Well, and then I think the other thing we should point out is that it incentivizes this This vigilante justice that anyone who knows of someone who either performed an abortion for someone got an abortion or helped some help that person get the abortion. Gave so them a ride. Lyft drivers right. can be charged. And and anybody can sue any of these individuals. So that's doctors, patients, anyone who helped this person. And there's a fucking cash prize of ten thousand dollars at least for turning these people in. Mm-hmm. And they've made the law so that it all of these lawsuits are extremely costly and extremely drawn out so that the people that are being sued are going to be absolutely decimated. Mm -hmm. You can be sued by someone across the entire state of Texas and then have to spend the money to fly there to defend yourself. And it'll, you know, this this could crush clinics. And, I mean, obviously individuals, it's just, it's an enormously sneaky and fucked up bill. Yeah, and the the... The big takeaway here is that this can very easily be replicated. Sure. So this is now, this now provides a template. Yeah. Right? And the Supreme Court has has done nothing. We have three Trump appointees on the Supreme Court, which is terrifying in its own right but especially when it comes to reproductive freedom Mm -hmm. and so they have not ruled on the constitutionality of this even though roe roe v wade i mean it it's so it's like so boggles the mind when all of them basically said that they were going to rely on precedent and precedent means that Roe is the R- law of the land. Right. And so you're supposed to fuck. But what they've kind of said, I, I, as far as I understand it at this point, is they're going to kind of just see how this plays out. Yeah, just see how it goes. Because, like, women in Texas are good. They'll be 
fine. It's so fucked. Um, the one update from today, which is, I don't know, a little bit of a, if not silver lining, maybe like bright gray lining, <laughs> um, is that the Department of Justice is suing Texas. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, the the Biden administration is not sitting on their hands and they're actually taking a stand. Right. Um, you, you should be outraged. It's, yeah. it's um, there's no other way around it. And I don't care if you live in Texas or not. I mean, this, of course, our friends and listeners that live in Texas, like, you know, we obviously know that you're not, that you're not with this. And um, we can't imagine what this must be like to be going on around you. But this is something like Rin said, that could be replicated in any conservative state anytime very easily. And, you know, the other interesting part about this is this sets a precedent for this sort of workaround law. So if and if, you know, if we want to have vigilante justice around gun laws or around power usage or watering your lawn, you know, these are all fucking things that that could be made into a law. So, like, if you think like, hey, man, I'm anti-abortion and this is like what this is about, you know, this is this is a, a really, really slippery slope when it comes to individual freedoms and I think a lot of other elements, but right now this is fucking about women's right to choose. This is about, you know, this is a law that that not only makes it unsafe for women to get abortions, because obviously they're not banning abortion, they're just banning safe abortions, but it also creates this violent dynamic between women that are at this unbelievably fragile moment and all of these fucking sinister people that are going to be coming after them with money on their minds. Mm-hmm. Not only you know, mindset of I'm against choice, I'm against abortion, um, but that I'm against women and I'm financially incentivized by my state to come after them. Yeah. So we, a couple things. I have shared um, our story on the National Abortion Federation's website. So they have given them permission to share on their website, on social media, um, because, you know, at the end of the day, visibility is key in this topic. Um, And there's a couple of other places where you can donate, where we're going to donate. um, And it's, we hope that you will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you're able. We hope that you'll um, share your story if you've got one. Um, This is, you don't have to, you know, financially donating is one thing, but donating your voice, donating your anger, um, calling people in Texas that you know that live there to, you know, make sure that they know how much this is going to affect them and then our country as a whole, Mm -hmm. but also calling senators in Texas, calling lawmakers in Texas and saying that, you know, I don't fucking live there, but this is infuriating and this is a violation of human rights. Yeah. So a couple of places that you guys can go to just sort of as a start, Center for Reproductive Rights is a national organization um, of lawyers and they are they you know diligently work to uphold reproductive freedom in this country so that's Mm. sort of a more national organization to look at um there's some more local texas organizations one is um whole women's health 
They mm-hmm. have several clinics throughout Texas and I believe other states as well. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and they are a 501c3 that you can donate to. Um, and then uh, the Texas Equality... Um, oh, Texas Equal Action. Equal Action. Yes. So Texas Equal Action is... Um, specifically geared towards low-income Texans, and I think specifically in northern Texas. Um, Again, a nonprofit uh, to help them gain access to safe abortions and um, medical care. So we'll link to these. Yeah. um, If you guys want to just sort of peruse around, and um, we are going to donate in in Katie's name yeah. um, because it was a, a gift and um, for us to be able to make this choice for our family and make this choice for our daughter and um, yeah. I can't imagine not having that access. Yep. So. I mean, it's one of the, you know, one of the reasons that I think we chose to live here yeah. is that we're in a state where we don't have to worry about this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Yeah. You know, if, if this becomes federal or any version of something like this becomes federal, not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. At the, to say the least. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just anyways. We, we love wanna, you guys. We ended on a low note, but it's, um, but this is important. It's not and a low is, note. It's a rallying cry. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Um, well, I was just, I was just thinking about our singing at the end and I don't really want to sing. No. Yeah. No. Or maybe we do sing. Sing for freedom. Same for fuck these guys. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Um, let's eat at Mikey and Rin. Stay in dot com uh, at Mikey and Rin on Instagram. But yeah, more than anything, we just want all of you to know that we we feel you. We see you. We we really love you guys. And, you know, we had a lot of people reach out when we put some stuff up about what's been going on with us. That's wonderful. Um, but, you know, ultimately, we're just two people going through this. Um and we have a lot of privilege and opportunities and choices that we can make about mm. things that are being restricted for a lot of other people and a lot of other women in our country. So um, listen to us, but more than anything, speak out about this shit. We love you. Love you. I'm Mikey. I'm Rin. And tonight we're going to stay in. We are staying in. Bye. On my couch rest. <laughs> I'm CPs. Bye. <laughs>